Today on this episode of Going Deeper, we shift directions a little bit and find ourselves in the books of Psalms and Proverbs, which are noticeably different from pretty much the rest of Scripture. So we talk about ways that we should and shouldn't read Psalms and Proverbs and how we connect with God through them. I'm your host, Kyle McCaskill. Chris Winterman. Marie Burns. So join us as we go deeper. So I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of readers and listeners out there who are very thankful for this week's readings after the very heavy dose that we got last week with the, <laughs> the fall of Israel and David and Bathsheba and all that stuff. And so to, to be able to open your Bible up and read some very familiar things this week is mm-hmm. probably a welcome change of pace from some pretty weighty and lengthy readings last week. So, at that, we, we start in with the Psalms and the Proverbs. And if you've ever really read Psalms and Proverbs before, you will find these instantly recognizable. Psalm 23 is where <laughs> the, the week's reading starts. So, uh, Chris, I know you've got some uh, thoughts specifically on how the the psalms and the proverbs are to be read so why don't you go ahead and uh share a little of what you've been thinking what you've been kicking around there sure uh you know the the whole scriptures or scripture as a whole mm-hmm. is a collection of writings you know it's it, it's 66 books in in the canonical scriptures if you're counting some of the apocryphal writings it's more but 66 books, multiple authors, a very broad span of time. And within what we call the Bible, you have various types of writing. And various types of writing are meant and intended to be read in different ways. Right. So you have some things in the scripture that are historical. You have some things that are there for teaching. Psalms and Proverbs are in a slightly different category. Um, They're generally both included in what's called the wisdom literature. Mm -hmm. But the Psalms especially are really written as poetry. Right. So if if we approach these as historical documents, while they are rooted in history, and understand, uh, scholars estimate that the Psalms were written... Anywhere from, and they weren't all written at once. Right. So, so, so the dates on the various Psalms range from potentially 1400 BC to 450 BC mm-hmm. with, oh, five or six different potential authors, maybe more. Yeah. So each one can be rooted in particular geopolitical um, landscape. Mm-hmm. Each one can be rooted in particular theological themes and motifs. Mm-hmm. So not only can you not read the Psalms in the exact same way as the rest of Scripture, you can't even read each Psalm in the same light as the previous or the following. Right. One. The the book of Psalms is, is not telling one 
story from start to nope. finish. It it's basically like you said, it's a collection of poems and, 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 and it's songs. Not, it's not even arranged <clears throat> chronologically either. Right, right. So so one psalm can be in one time frame in history mm-hmm. and another one, the, the very following one, can be before or well after. Yeah. So again, you, you can't just go through and do kind of a you can't read it like you can a judges mm-hmm. or a Joshua mm-hmm. or even a Matthew, a Mark, etc. Yeah. It, it, it's just not intended to be read that way right so as as you come though to to the 23rd psalm you you really come to something that is well known and and for the listeners out there who you may hear 23rd psalm and you may go well i'm not sure that i know that the lord is my shepherd i shall not want and and right there, many mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. Um, even many non-religious people, may say, "Oh, well, yeah, that's that's somewhat familiar right. to me." Because we heard it at a funeral, right? Mm-hmm. We, Nine we, times out of ten, we've heard yes. it at a funeral. We've we've read it on a children's book, mm-hmm. um, any number of places. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a reason that that psalm is frequently cited in those settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, psalm 23 is, so, so there are different types of psalms. Some are psalms of lament, some are psalms of thanksgiving and praise, etc. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the thing to understand, though, is that the psalms, what they consistently are, they are expressions of human emotion mm-hmm. towards God yeah. about the situation. Right. That's just like a modern day song is an expression of emotion that helps us sort through our feelings. Mm-hmm. The Psalms are what some people use as their prayers when they don't know what to pray. Yeah. And it's a great place to start. Yes. If, mm-hmm. if you are in one of those spots that you don't know what to pray, just grab a Psalm. There's a Psalm mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Whatever you're going through, there's a Psalm mm-hmm. for that. Yes. Yeah. Even, e- even if you're angry and confused, many yeah. of the Psalms of lament, they cry out to God and they say, God, this isn't right. Yeah. Well, you, mm-hmm. you haven't mm-hmm. done anything about this. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. But what you'll find is this undercurrent always of trust and faith mm-hmm. in God. Even yeah. if we're angry, even mm-hmm. if we're lamenting, even if we're in distress, ultimately we do have faith in God. And it's about being able to express those emotions. And the 23rd Psalm is equally, some people consider, a psalm of thanksgiving and praise, mm-hmm. also what is called a messianic psalm. Right. A psalm that looks forward to deliverance. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the 23rd Psalm, for, for many of us, the words are familiar because we heard it at a funeral or we heard it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But it's written by a shepherd to a people who understand mm-hmm. shepherding. Yeah. And it's written, if, if you've ever been over in in the holy land and you've mm-hmm. seen the places it comes to life oh absolutely oh yeah and and for those of us who haven't i, I i'm not saying it loses its meaning i'm just saying it it takes on more meaning when you can see the place and you can mm-hmm. almost you, you feel the air and you see the setting so th- this is a person who absolutely trusts god in the most frightening and difficult of circumstances, which is mm-hmm. which is why it's mentioned at a funeral, because facing our loss, facing our grief, and when we lose someone we love, we face our own mortality. Mm-hmm. Um, m- many of our fears come to the surface because we say, well, my goodness, uh, l- look what things can actually do. Right. Mm-hmm. But 
we come to this psalm for comfort. We come to this psalm relying on God, knowing that God will lead us through. Mm-hmm. And and again, we don't know what to pray sometimes, so we can go there mm-hmm. and find a voice for what we're feeling. Right. It's it's powerful stuff. And and yes, uh, I will echo what you said about the the fact that it's written and these people understand the language that's used here. But I think that doesn't stop us from, even if you're completely ignorant about the the whole life of a shepherd and all that stuff, you can still look at this and you can let God kind of speak to you through it in, in very powerful ways. Marie, you got anything? There, yes. Give me just a second. Let me find, <laughs> let me find it. <laughs> There, there was something that ran around Facebook a few years ago, and while it was sweet about Psalm twenty three, I don't think it was true. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cast this question out there. Yes. The line, "He anoints my head with oil; my mm-hmm. cup runneth over." The anointing my head with oil. There was this really sweet thing that ran around Facebook mm-hmm. over the years. It comes and goes. Oh, uh, with the. Uh huh. You already know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. So they say. And I don't expect you to necessarily know this specifically because you're not yourself a shepherd. Mm-hmm. That um, obviously most of us know that sheep are not bright animals and they would get their heads stuck in things. So as a way to protect and take care of the sheep, the shepherd would cover their head in oil. So if they got their head stuck, it would come unstuck. I don't think that's what this line is. Sweet as that is, <laughs> I don't think that's what this line is talking about. You know, I've I've only even seen a sheep once, and it was a surprising, di- surprisingly dirty and smelly animal. Like I, you, you expect <laughs> right. these really cute, nice, sweet things from cartoons or whatever. Yeah. But sheep and lambs, mm, kind of different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, the, the the whole anointing with oil thing is is a very prominent and powerful thing from the whole of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, kings were anointed with oil. Those who were sick were anointed with oil. Um, uh, uh, anointing happened in in a lot of ways, and really. The one of the prominent metaphors for the Holy Spirit, the, the member of the Trinity, is oil. Mm-hmm. So that can be read in that light. Um, and and I think you know. So we we just talked a whole bunch about finding our voice in the scriptures, etc. But I think there's a danger with the scriptures in always making one to one comparisons mm-hmm. and taking things and saying well, this applies to me directly in this situation when sometimes it doesn't necessarily. Right. So the, the, the danger of that is can say, well, he anoints my head with oil to get me out of tough spots. Well, I can just go and do whatever I want and get in trouble and God's going to bail me out no right. matter what. Well, and, and the reality is that the anointing of the head with oil, it, it was a customary treatment for an honored guest at a banquet. Right. It, it was not... Because we're this, talking about a banqueting table here. Right. My yes. cup runneth over. Right. prepare a table before me. We've moved on from the the shepherding kind of uh, wording in this one in particular. And we've, we've moved on to that mm. banquet thing. Yeah. You know, the banqueting table. Which know. is, an, is I mean, the image there. I mean, not that... Uh, I love the image of Christ as our shepherd and we are... Mm-hmm. We are rather sheepish people yes, at times, we are. and uh, oftentimes the the imagery though of the the table mm-hmm. and what is to come is so beautiful. 
mm-hmm. and the idea that we would be an honored guest at Christ's table, yeah. I I hate to lose that that image for the going back to the sheep thing. Right. Uh, not that mm-hmm. that's not. I have no idea. Somebody else who cares for sheep it's, is going to have to tell me if that's a true thing. There's probably an element of, yeah. of truth in that, but I don't think that that's what this is talking about. Because we're talking about a banquet. We're talking right. about yeah. being treated as an honored guest, being right. given more than our fair share. And see, know? that right there is why we have to understand this is poetic writing. Sure. Because, to, mm-hmm. to the, again, the temptation would be to read that and to say, well, God is just going to give me all sorts of stuff here and now because mm-hmm. that's what the Bible says. Right. Well, Psalm 23 says he prepares a table before me, so everything in my life is going to be great. And I'm going to be wealthy. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. And that doesn't happen for everyone. Yeah. And and why it does or doesn't is, again, that's a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. But we, we just have to be careful taking things that are poetic mm-hmm. and applying them literally to every circumstance to me that is the one of the messianic parts of this psalm Mm -hmm. even if things go their absolute worst in this life which for some people they do yeah we still have that hope Mm -hmm. now there will be a table one day so so there is an amount of literality is that the way is that a word Literalness. Sure, sure. We'll say sure. it yeah. with authority. Yeah. Literality. I don't care. Make up words all you want. So <laughs> there is a literal element to that with the table and the banquet because that is our hope with Christ mm-hmm. one day. But that may not happen for everyone in this life. And I just, you know, M- M- Marie and Becky, they, they have these nifty little coffee cups mm-hmm. that say <laughs> I can do everything through verses taken out of context. Right. And yes. we just, when we read this poetry, mm-hmm. it gives us a voice. It helps us tap into our emotion. We find ourselves in yeah. the story yet. We have to be careful not to read poetry in a way that it wasn't intended to be read. Right. Sure. And, and I think it's also a, a very good example for us that, Scripture will will meet all of us. There are elements mm-hmm. in Scripture throughout the whole book. Agreed. That will really, you know, it, it'll meet all of us where we are. And, and this is the thing that really ticks the boxes for me, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a huge lover of poetry. Me and either. so, I don't just jump into the Psalms and get all touchy-feely, even though at my Myers-Briggs, I am an intuitive feeler. So, I mean... You know, intuition and feeling are a, a large part of how I mm-hmm. process my world and everything. But I don't get real touchy and feely on this stuff. Right. Because where I find uh, things is, I I would look at a psalm and say, okay, I want to find the the part that this is referencing to in the history. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of see, because it's it's a response to, like you said, it's a response to the events that were happening. You know, especially if we move forward into like Psalm fifty-one, yeah, that, where that that one is, uh, it is a powerful psalm that that says, "Okay, I've messed up worse than I ever thought I could mess up. Is there any hope for me? Yes, God, you still do." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be honest. Psalm fifty-one is one that I have gone to in the past. Mm-hmm. When I have sinned, yeah, because when, when you sin, 
uh, well, let me let me not speak for everyone. When I've sinned in the past, mm-hmm. the temptation for me was to feel hopeless. Yeah, to feel mm-hmm. like you know what I, I I have just crossed the that magical line. Mm-hmm. God is done with me, obviously. Yeah. And then you look at David, and and then you look at David. So <laughs> so so the, the 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 short 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 version. David committed adultery with mm-hmm. one of his soldiers' wives, mm-hmm. who was out fighting for David, where David should have been. Yep, as we discussed last week. David with got her pregnant. Yeah, mm-hmm. d- David got her pregnant. Mm-hmm. Tried to call the husband home to cover it up. Didn't when work. he wouldn't cover it up, he sent the man back to battle with his own death mm-hmm. note in his hands. You talk about cold-blooded Michael Corleone Godfather stuff, <laughs> and yet David is quote a god after man's own or, or a man mm-hmm. after God's own there heart. Yeah, yeah. Let me say that mm-hmm. right. A man after God's own heart. So we say, how could that be? Well, I think Psalm 51 mm-hmm. shows us how that could be because God sends Nathan the prophet to David. Nathan tells him this elaborate metaphorical story. Mm-hmm. David says, well, whoever that man in the story is, he should die. And Nathan looks at him. Nathan's one of the best prophets, in my opinion. He gets very oh, short, undersold. He looks at David and says, you are the man. We should all have a friend like Nathan. We, we, we really, really should. I, I agree. So God confronts David through Nathan. And what does David do? He just confesses, not mm-hmm. just for Nathan to see, not just for the kingdom to see, mm-hmm. but for all posterity. Yeah. Like, everyone gets to look at David's repentance. Yeah. And and Psalm 51, I just, I want to read a brief little bit of it because mm-hmm. it it is so powerful. And in my opinion, you know, in, in the scriptures, we see... The people that God uses get it wrong as much as or more than they get it right. Yeah. And when we see that, there's hope. So here's here's what David says. He says, Have mercy on me, God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt, purify me from my sin. I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night against you. And you alone have I sinned. I've done what's evil in your sight. So he keeps going on to talk about his sin. And he talks about the need for forgiveness and purification. And the thing that gets me about this is that David, he acknowledges his mm-hmm. sin. And and there, there there's no getting around. He doesn't try to short uh, cut it. He doesn't try to... He doesn't try to mask it or, or diminish its blow. Mm-hmm. You know, well, okay, God, well, I just had a moral failure. He, he goes to the depths yeah. of his sin. Mm-hmm. And yet his focus, and the little bit I know about poetic writing, is there's a structure to it. David mm-hmm. starts with God's love. Mm-hmm. Because even in the depths of our sin, mm-hmm. we can be confident of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That God still loves us. God never abandons us. Then he dives into the sin, but then he comes right back to, okay, now if you purify me, if you wash me, mm-hmm. if you make me clean, then I will be clean. Yeah. Yes, I sinned. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that, and I don't want to do it again. Yeah. The the attitude that I I've always kind of sensed this this psalm, uh, we sing a song when in youth choir you know, ages ago um, that that was based on this psalm. And it always kind of stuck with me that David is basically saying, 
me losing the benefit of your presence, God, is worse than the earthly consequences that I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what he's after. He's not coming to God saying, man, I really screwed up. Please don't punish me. He's, yeah. he's coming to God saying, man, I really screwed up. I long for your presence again. He's also not saying, I screwed up, but here's why. There's no excuse. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, I don't know that I can do that. It, it's really hard to do. And, well, and, and that's that's a good point uh, because sin, you know, if we, we, we tend to look at the action mm-hmm. more than what the action represents. Yeah. And here's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Sin to me is not as much about the specific action. Sin is a manifestation of a breach in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. The closer you are to God, the less likely you are to veer from God's loving mm-hmm. guidance. So whatever the sin is, the root of it is not just the action, because that's what Jesus dealt with this, not to get too far ahead, but mm-hmm. he, he, he talked about the outward action, which is what the law addresses, and he moves the focus from the outward action to the mm-hmm. inward disposition, yeah. from mm-hmm. outward action to relationship. And that's, that's, I think, the key to it. And when you're in that relationship... See, because what does that boil down to? It boils down to actually trusting God. Yeah. You, you don't have to justify yourself before one you trust. You mm-hmm. trust that God loves you. Mm-hmm. You trust that God still wants you in relationship. And then, yeah, we if, if you go on, you see that David does suffer serious consequences. Oh, yeah. I mean, his, mm-hmm. his family is torn apart. Mm-hmm. The, the, the child of this affair dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of David's other sons rises against him in public and revolting way. I mm-hmm. mean, just horrible yeah, things yeah. go on. But like you said, David doesn't try to escape that. Yeah, He simply says, well, God, what I need is you. Don't yeah. let this mm-hmm. come, excuse me, don't let this come between me and you. Right. And so, yeah, we, we've, yeah, the Psalms are amazingly beautiful. They are, and I would encourage, if you've never done it before, to go at least look at Psalm 23 uh, under the message version. Mm-hmm. It uh, the, the way it updates the language uh, for some of these psalms is, is truly beautiful and might even make it a little bit easier to pray through. Yeah. Uh, if you've never tried praying through a psalm, it can be a really powerful experience when somebody else can kind of lend words to your feelings, as you mm-hmm. pointed out earlier. Sometimes it's hard to find words when you... So feel overwhelming the emotion of it all. So it's there. There are some denominations that actually have daily readings. They they call it praying the psalter, where they where mm-hmm. they take mm-hmm. specific psalms and and they make that their morning, afternoon, and evening prayer. Mm-hmm. And it it's I heard a pastor say one time, you know, why do we try to come up with all this new stuff all the time when there's so much good stuff right there. Right. Yeah. Right. There's actually a resource, um, Seedbed. Uh, seedbed.com has a book where they have taken the Psalms and put them to music because yeah. they were intended to be sung. Right. And we've lost the music. But is it, they've is it soundtrack? I there's believe. that too, but mm-hmm. no, this is a this is a, a book put together yeah. by Timothy mm-hmm. Tennant and his wife. Wasn't that I didn't I think it was the same thing as soundtrack, but okay. it might be. All right, I think because so, it's a it's a book you can buy in this in their in their store, and I've I've looked at it a few times and almost bought it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I haven't. 
maybe I will this time around. But Well, I will add a link to that book. I'll go find it, and I'll yeah. add a link to that book in the description so that yeah. if you're interested in that, you can go to mm-hmm. seedbed.com yeah, and, and get that because the Psalms really are powerful. And uh, much like the Psalms are uh, intended to be read differently, mm-hmm. We move on to Proverbs, which I know are... <sighs> some people love Proverbs. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of sad that I don't get to hear Todd Clark talk about the Proverbs. We uh, should Becky's have had husband. him guest star on this one instead of me. <laughs> is, okay. Is, is, uh, so, Todd loves the Proverbs, and, and I think it, it uh, kind of tickles that uh, his personality is like, well, just... You know, just tell me what I need to know and be short. So <laughs> I think I made the comment about Proverbs. It's like the too long didn't read version of how to be a Christian. <laughs> and then and then somebody said that it's it's basically Christianity fortune cookie style. Right. So and I think and OK, so to be fair, I was the one that sighed really big. Uh-huh. I think my problem is the way. And I really like this E100 reading plan. I mm-hmm. I don't like the way they set us up for the Proverbs this week because mm-hmm. you get because I'm listening. I've I've been challenged to mm-hmm. because the Bible was written to be heard. I've been listening to the E100 scriptures, letting the U version Bible mm-hmm. app read it to me. Four chapters in a row of statements coming one right after the other. I am process it, uh-huh. and so whereas I'll say with chapter one and chapter two. It was much easier to process because it felt like a cohesive, I'm going mm-hmm. somewhere with this dad talking to son. Yeah. But after that, it's just you're getting hit with one right after the other of, I won't right. say pithy sayings, but it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you got you to break those down one at a time. Yeah, I, was, I was about to say, it's it's probably more effective to read. Once you get past the first couple chapters that explain why you're doing it, mm-hmm. once you get into the numerous sayings, mm-hmm. it's probably best just to take one at a time and mm-hmm. chew on that and think about it mm-hmm. rather than just boom, 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 boom. Because I, cause I agree with you because it's that, that is like drinking from a fire hydrant. It just, yeah. it's it's so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the... The, the Proverbs again, so so it, it says in, in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2, talking about the Proverbs, their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. So the, the Proverbs are very, very beneficial. However, again, we got to be careful mm-hmm. reading these as, well, God said this will happen. Because that's not what these are. Yeah. Well, it's like it's a, a string of idioms, and it's, it's almost cliche. But well, before they, are, they were cliche, right. they, they are generalities. Yeah. Generally, mm-hmm. if you do this, then this. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it, it talks about work ethic, for example. Yeah. Right. And yes, generally, if you mm-hmm. get up every day and you work hard and you put good effort into things and you're not lazy and you're honest, generally things will work out for you. But guess what? Sometimes they don't. Right. So there, there again. I hate. Well, so I'm harping on this, but there's a lot of danger in looking at something like the Psalms and or and Psalms and Proverbs and saying, "Well, this is in the Bible, therefore it's the Word of God, therefore it is what God wills to happen." Mm-hmm. Because these wisdom sayings were a collection of just wise generalities that are really good advice, and we mm-hmm. really should take them. Yeah. But it's not a guarantee. Right. You know, how many, I, 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 as a parent, we've, we've all probably as parents looked at that verse, you know, train up a child from, from the Proverbs, train yeah. a child the way they should go when they're old, they won't depart from it. Well, what, what about the children that, that do? Right. 
because that does happen. Mm-hmm. There, there are some very good, godly parents out there who are heartbroken because their children are not living godly lives, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're saying, wait a minute, I trained them up in the way they should go. Now, I'm not saying you should abandon hope and, and that they won't return. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is, is we read something like the Proverbs, they're not hard and fast mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that goes to one of my favorite uh, themes in Scripture, and that is motive. Hmm. So, if you're following the Proverbs to achieve the outcome, chances are you're not doing what God really asked you to do to, in the begin uh, to begin to begin with. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're you're chasing after an outcome, not chasing after God. Mm-hmm. And the Proverbs are, to me, kind of that, this is what it looks like to chase after God. And then here's an outcome that happens when you honestly and mm-hmm. earnestly seek God. Well, so, so um, again, not to <clears throat> jump too far ahead, but all mm-hmm. Scripture is connected. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh Solomon didn't write all the Proverbs. Mm-hmm. However, much of it's attributed to his wisdom. Right. So you have this guy, but then in his 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 next book, Ecclesiastes. I was going to ask you about mm-hmm. that. Where he's he he's like, okay, you know what? Um, this is all pointless. <laughs> right. Like, like th- this is the first hint of nihilism in the world. Mm-hmm. You know. It, so he he's he's the one who's saying, okay, I tried all this, and it doesn't amount to anything. Right. <laughs> But mm-hmm. then he comes to this place of saying, "Except God, mm-hmm. like, like it, mm-hmm. without God, it is entirely pointless. Right? You're you're, you're chasing the wind, mm-hmm. but with God, you find the meaning behind all of it. Right? You 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 find the purpose. So, mm-hmm. and, and and the proverbs, I think, Kyle are, are are a good example of that. If if we turn them into you know, if we turn them into almost like a, uh, almost like a spell. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, I did this. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're gonna do that. Right. I did the right combination of things. Uh-huh. Therefore, and that's just not the way it's intended yeah. to work. It's intended mm-hmm. to be a relationship. Yes, absolutely. Like, like, like I think you said, Marie, like a father guiding a yeah. son. Mm-hmm. Chapter one, two. I think it even uses that language. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of my son here and there. Let, yeah, listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. So parents mm-hmm. to children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Solomon and, and, wrote it at the beginning of his life when he was still <clears throat> idealistic and then Ecclesiastes <laughs> came towards the end. Right. Well, and, and, and to be fair, Solomon also, he dove off into everything imaginable. I mean, yeah. he 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 went after things that God specifically said, "Hey, don't don't go after these yes. things because they're mm-hmm. going to leave you feeling hollow." Right. Solomon is considered by many scholars as outwardly the most successful man mm-hmm. in history. Mm-hmm. I mean, just he was the wealthiest. He had the most power. He had the most impact on the world. H- how many wives and concubines did he had? It's just a way too many. ludicrous yeah. thousands, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. he had all of that. And yet he comes to the end of it and says, you know what? doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of equate Proverbs. Um, well, not, not equate is very much the wrong word. I'm, I'm reminded of the song Simple Man by Leonard Skinner, where, <laughs> yeah. you know, mama told me, you know, yeah. listen, my son. Mm-hmm. And 
in the song, the, the mother goes through these things of like, okay, don't lust after wealth and gold. Don't worry about this. Don't live too fast. Mm-hmm. It's it's loving advice from a parent. Yeah. And, and as parents, we want to see our children succeed, and we give them the best mm-hmm. advice we can. Right. But our advice can't – we can't foresee every circumstance. Now, God yeah. can – but we as parents can't foresee every single circumstance that our children might face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we give them the best advice that we can and hope they can take it and apply it in the ways that'll work. Yeah. Well, and I, Go ahead. Uh, I, I'm sitting here just <clears throat> thinking about the Proverbs and it's very clear that through these writings that God values hard work and a good solid work ethic. Yes. And that to me points right back to the very beginning when God said, be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's not just talking about making more people. He's yeah, talking care about for the care for the land. Be, be industrious. Yeah. And and yeah. it's it's just an echo of God's original saying, hey, do stuff. Do do good stuff with the stuff I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Well and and, and it just just to to look look forward again. You know, Jesus, before he began his ministry, he had a vocation. Mm-hmm. He was he was productive. He was industrious. So there is a lot of value. I mean, he didn't just sit and wait mm-hmm. for the ministry to come. So there's a lot of value in work and, and, and a lot of value in, in, in hard work. And it's, it's a good and a godly thing. Mm-hmm. And it can bring a great reward. Mm-hmm. But if you focus too much on that, you get out of balance. Yeah. Work becomes your God, your mm-hmm. idol. Well, then you find yourself in Solomon's place, saying, "Well, this is a, this is a hollow god. This yeah. this is empty." Uh-huh. So you you had something you were about to say. Well, I the it's not lost on me that like the whole of the Bible is instruction to us, but the Psalms are our praises back to God, mm-hmm. and the Proverbs just kind of stands in this strange place to me in mm-hmm. comparison to the rest of the Bible. So I feel like you've kind of answered where I was headed, which was why is it here? Mm-hmm. Why do we care about it? It does stand unique yeah. among the books of Scripture. Even even in its genre of wisdom writing, it's different from everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, why it's there, like I think you said, it, it's just, it, it is very rich and it mm-hmm. is very beneficial mm-hmm. when read in the proper light. Yeah. Yeah. Take them one bite at a time. Uh, right. That's because if you're listening to this early in the week, you haven't gotten to the Proverbs yet. True. So uh, maybe on uh, Thursday and Friday when it's time for you to read the Proverbs, yeah. maybe just set yourself you know, five minutes every hour or, or maybe just a couple of minutes every hour. Set yourself hey. an alarm yeah. to, all right, now I'm going to read a couple more. You can you know? read one in chapter one and two together, but after that, yeah. you just about have mm-hmm. to take them a small bites at a time. That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah, I have one more good. question, but if we're short on time, I'll save it no, for Q&A go week. Go ahead. We'll, What's I'll with Lady you know. Wisdom? What's with is lady she <laughs> a personification of a characteristic of God, or is she Jesus? Mm. We're going to have to save that one for the Q&A. <laughs> okay, we'll hold on to yeah, that one yeah, for the Q&A. Yeah. That's so, a little bit bigger topic. I want to mull that one over uh-huh. okay. and do yeah. a little research. Okay. Yeah. I'll we, save we, that one for Q&A. We do have another Q&A session coming up soon. So, But for this week, I want to know... 
out there, what are your favorite Psalms mm. and what are your favorite Proverbs? So send us a comment on you know Facebook or our Instagram uh, or comment if you're on YouTube, comment on this video with what your favorite Psalms and Proverbs are mm-hmm. because everybody's got their favorites. Right, and, right. And that's a real easy one, yeah. uh, especially after having read uh, this many of the Proverbs in one chunk. So let us know <laughs> because you know it's a fun conversation to have because what may speak to me Mm. might not speak to you and what speaks to you mm-hmm. may not speak to me as well and so it, it's the beauty of how we're reading this uh, the, mm-hmm. the Bible together as a community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and at that if you are new to the podcast go ahead and subscribe and if uh, you're listening on Apple Podcasts write us a review give us a couple of stars you don't have to spend time writing this big fancy soliloquy or anything although you know, if you just, want to just give us four or five stars you know five stars would be great because we feel like this is five star material and you know more people should see it one, so, <laughs> one star per syllable in the words you just used soliloquy <laughs> whatever but uh, so so you can also find this podcast on Spotify Podbean Google Podcast and Amazon Podcasts you can also watch this on YouTube All you have to do is search for Trinity Rustin on any of those platforms and it will point you right to this podcast. Thanks again and we'll see y'all again soon.